the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Well, everybody, welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Pack. We're from BuffaloSportsPage.com and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. We're through three weeks of the NFL season. We've got injury stuff to talk about, quarterbacks, holdouts, running backs, uh, defensive linemen that are, are worth the money, all these things, Paul, that go into it. Yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, the money is always a factor, as Mike has taught us through the life of this podcast, that, that even in the midst of the season, decisions are made based on salaries and financials and looking ahead to the cap. So all these transactions and all these results, Mike, they always have a money factor. Yeah, they do. And, and what's funny now is, you know, as we're getting towards a quarter way through the season is you're also sort of to flip the switch on that too and, and find out who didn't pay enough in what areas and things like that, right? Who, who, who gave up too much in free agency? Uh, obviously, who were free agent busts, right? We're starting to see some of that across the league. But yeah, the money's... Every Monday morning, I'll sit down and there's always five or six stories, you know, financially speaking, that come to mind based on injuries or, you know, amazing plays. And obviously, you know, here in Buffalo, the, uh, the value of beating a, a team like the Vikings that badly with a team that's just constructed really poorly financially. So. Yeah. Well, Kirk Cousins right now, people in Minnesota, yeah. as we record this, say he better have a good one Thursday night yeah. or he's not worth a lick. Talk about a game to follow up with that, huh? Oof, right. You get yeah, blown out at week. home by Buffalo and then you get the Rams. The Rams yeah. look unstoppable. They're, they're banged up. They're banged up. The corner, the two injuries a corner could really yeah. hurt them a lot, or, or it just means they're going to have to score forty every game to win. Yeah, they can do it though. But yeah, yeah that's a uh, yeah. Who do you pick on the Rams fantasy wise? I'm asking for a friend, just Gurley for third. Yeah, right. That's it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. He's uh he's the one and done on that team. Yeah. Who do you pick on the Bills? <laughs> that's a fantastic right? question, Allen. Did you happen to see my tweet this week, this weekend after the game? If I said yes, that means I looked at Twitter, but I'm going to say no. All right, I'm all sorry, right. I didn't see your <laughs> tweet. Curmudgeon. Sorry. Um, here's the tweet. The I, I Kirk, was golfing. Average salaries. Kirk Cousins is 28 million. The the week three Bills starting eleven was twenty seven point two million. That's awesome. The entire eleven offensive players for the Bills That's in week awesome. three, wow, were a million dollars less than Kirk Cousins alone. You know he completed forty passes in the game. Yeah, and and it lost and lost big. Yeah, you should, in that game. The only thing you ask Kirk Cousins after the game is how's the weather because he was staring at the sky for about yeah. half yeah. the game. And it and the thought occurred to me that that here here's the problem with what they paid Kirk Cousins is yeah. you're getting a good quarterback for that money. But in a game like that, he couldn't elevate the team around him. And and frankly, he was the, the reason for some of the mistakes that they made. And I always thought that was the knock on Kirk Cousins was he, he never really elevated the teams around him. The Redskins were always sort of around 500. They had a, there was one game last year. They needed to win the last game to make the playoffs. He didn't play well. They didn't win it. Uh, that was my doubt about Kirk Cousins. And I get the marketplace dictated how much money he got, but I just, I, I don't know that I would put him in that class of Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, the guys who could say, all right, everything around me stinks. I'm going to make us win today because I'm of who I am. I don't know that Cousins can do that. Here's the thing with, with the money. Um, I'm never going to gawk too much at Kirk Cousins' money right now because they were able to sign everybody else around him. You know what I mean? It was just a, a good time to have a quarterback that needed to be paid because he was available and that was the going price. They still signed. I mean, Delvin Cook's dirt cheap. You know, Latavius Murray is a suitable backup at a good number. They, they, they got were the able receiver to sign Diggs. Signed, yep. They had Thielen under contract. They had Rudolph under contract. I mean, outside of, you know, maybe a lack of spending at the offensive line, which was pretty evident. Yes, right, I was against say, the Bills. Yeah. 
Um, everything else is sort of, I mean, they signed three defensive players with extensions. They, they really did everything they needed to do. Um, I just don't think they're, they're not clicking yet, right? They're, they don't look like they did last, last year, you know, around postseason time, obviously. And they haven't for three weeks. So it's good. It's a big game Thursday for a team that's, you know, that that's the highest paid starting lineup in football right there. That's unbelievable. The yeah. I mean, like I said, they signed everybody. So it's not just cousins financially. It's, it's everybody. And it starts and ends with Cousins because if he's not getting the ball out of his hands, it's going nowhere, right? <laughs> well, that was that was clearly a um, – it's called flat in football, right? Everybody has a flat game. That's right. They had a flat game, but I think it was it, it became flat because of a personal foul and then two fumbles. Yeah, the right? turnovers changed that whole it, game. It just, looked, it, it just looked like Buffalo had an ax to grind. Didn't it look like varsity versus JV? Almost every single play. I mean, the trenches were just getting blown up. Well, they, they had momentum, and they and they converted on yeah. the, the big plays, and, and then the game's over. Like, th- those guys know, like, you're not going to come back. Yeah. And, you know, the Bills just took away the deep ball and just, you know, every, the, the front seven just pounced on everything. I mean, it was you know, it was, he, it was, it was, it was great. As a matter of fact, a guy like Jerry Hughes, mm-hmm. like – you want to talk about pride. I mean, here's a guy who's, you know, prides himself on being a well-paid edge rusher. And despite what his quarterback pressures were going into the game, I didn't think he played that great. I didn't think he was much of a factor in their first two games. And scores certainly indicate that. But boy, was he a factor. Yeah, that's what I mean. There, right? Everybody sort of played with an edge. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I know, Mike, that, you know, the the numbers say one thing. And your illustration is incredible that to, the, the numbers back that up. But ultimately, I think... All NFL teams are so close together. The, the 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 best one and the worst one are three fingernail lengths apart. And then you add turnovers into the course of a game. That's how the worst team can beat the best team. And, it and changes everything. Yeah. The yeah. the turnovers change the momentum of that game. Short fields allowed Josh Allen to not have to drive seventy five yards for touchdowns. It you know it allowed him to do some things with his legs on short fields. You, you teams get down on themselves after turnovers are are always the ultimate game changer decider that makes one team no matter how good you think they are how bad you think they are how much they're getting paid how much they're not getting paid turnovers change everything in the NFL and 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 not every team has the ability to always uh generate them on a consistent basis and and that's what what makes it week to week so much fun that's why you know a spread like that a 17 point spread that that's I struggle with that at the professional level because there is that much parity on a week-to-week basis, you know, one penalty can change the, the entire right. landscape of a game. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, the Bills are what, plus 10 again, going, right. to, going to Green Bay this weekend? So, another big spread. I, I, I struggle with that. From and if they don't standpoint. take the ball away, I could see that easily sure being a 21-point a, a margin. But I guess the point is you could see it the other way too, right? Sure. I mean, we could see it happen again. Josh Allen, you know, running the ball 55, 60 yards with his feet, right? I mean... I, it's very doable. You know, you've got a, a non-mobile Aaron Rodgers in, in a banged-up defense in Green Bay. Ten and points you, seems big. And you got Clay Matthews who doesn't even want to go near a quarterback. Yeah, he's not going to touch anybody, right? right? Yeah, I mean, how horrible was that, by the way? Well, it's been that multiple is, times. I, I know, but I mean, come on, he's hey, made a tackle. That's my, my only my only beef with that is is everybody loves the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are the stars of the game. Uh, I think every fan ultimately would say, I don't want my quarterback getting hurt. Can you do whatever you can do to help my quarterback not get hurt? But then we're 
we're gonna we're gonna freak out over it, exactly what the NFL is doing. They're basically saying these guys are too valuable to the product, to the team, for us to even have an ounce of there being a chance that something happens. Look what happened. Look what's going on in San Francisco. They're they're dead now. Yeah, let's Garop, talk about, they give, yeah. You know, they Garoppolo gets all that money. He they're dead. So I get what the NFL is doing. I I, I you know I it's it's freaking people out, but. Listen, all you got to do is wrap a guy up now. You got to hug him, he's sick. Well, but let's talk about Garoppolo because we're yeah. talking about the money in this. And I, 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 this, is this true? He's going to lose money yeah. because he's injured. Yeah, the, the the deal included per game active bonuses. So he's going to lose about uh, $650,000. In total? In total. Not per game? No, not per game. Right, he, I he read had, that wrong because I looked at it like six. No, he had $800,000 in total bonuses on a, per, on a per week basis. So he'll lose about three three quarters of that. Why uh, the hell would his agent negotiate that? Well, because he's still making forty-one point three million. This I understand year. what he's still making. <laughs> I think he's going to be okay. He's Kevin. losing less than one percent of played, his salary. He played two and a half games this year, and he's making forty-one million. But, so, but, hold, but yeah, but hold on. I mean, he's injured. He got injured on the job. I think he needs to call an attorney here. He's uh, uh, he's compensation. Yes. He, well, to, to speak to that, there are some injury guarantees. So if this is a recurring injury and this this ACL doesn't exactly heal up, he's actually guaranteed. Through 2020, with about with, with like another 40 39 million dollars of just base salaries. Wow! So if this if this is more long term, he is secured from an injury guarantee standpoint. But these per game bonuses are becoming more and more prevalent, especially with the quarterback because of the injuries, because of the safety issues. Um, Aaron Rodgers had him for a long, long time until this recent contract. That was like his big win that he didn't have those included. But a lot of these guys who are hitting the IR right now have those and are forfeiting money. And one who's not hitting the IR, well, but just is hitting the you. bench. Yeah, Sam Bradford has is a big, it, big it, one. Same deal with him, right? Way, way more, more blown up, though. This is, a, this is when I, I took the Twitter and I really got on it because this is a big, big deal. Uh, Sam Bradford's probably not just going to the bench. He's probably going to the inactive list and possibly to the free agent market because Sam Bradford has 50000 per week. For a total of four, four, sorry, five million in roster bonuses. What? Five million over the course of sixteen weeks. So if they cut him right now and they don't let him dress for week four, or if they just deactivate him for week four through the rest of the year, they'll save four million cash, and that's four million He's he, gone. he won't make. Yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be. It looks like they might carry him. Probably as a third string, they probably deactivate him for week four. But I, I bet by week five, he's not on the roster anymore. So he's that probably deal, in San Francisco. that deal was done with the Cardinals' knowledge that they well, were going to draft a quarterback, and there was a good chance that quarterback was going to play. Is not, that not to mention Bradford's injuries? I mean, right. that that's why you do it because he's been injured, you know, more than he's been on the field over the, over the course of his career. But the, uh, really, it's it's rare to see it with this impactful. I mean, a $5 million per game active bonus is huge. That's one of the biggest I've ever seen. So, like I said, it's a substantial amount of cash to save. And I, I put together just a little math quickly. That $4 million they'll save will almost cover Rosen for the, next, for the remainder of his contract for the next three years. So, I mean, you're talking about a significant chunk of cash savings for the, for the Cardinals if they're going to stick with Rosen. I mean, he, uh, he looks shaky. Let's be fair. Right. He was put into a terrible position, but he looked shaky. So we'll see. We'll see how that sort of shakes out. Either way. It's a burn burner of a game, by the way. 16-14 yeah. well, Bears. Right. By the way, Mike Lennon's on that roster, too. 
So there's really no no reason for Sam Bradford to dress from here out because Mike Lennon's an adequate backup quarterback. Sure, you know what I right. mean. And he's making four million himself. He was hoping he was getting <laughs> in the game because he, you know Against pay the back Bears? for the Bears. Yeah, right? that's right. Well, so now we know why they signed all that. You know, I yeah, mean, on the surface it. in the offseason, you're like, geez, why would you why would you sign Bradford and another veteran? And you think you're going to draft a guy? They knew what they, they knew what was going to happen. They knew what they were going to do, and they knew what was likely to happen. So it makes perfect sense. Well, let me go to let me go to Cleveland on this. Let's stay on quarterbacks here. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor gets injured, and uh, why can't I think of his name? Baker Baker goes in, wins the game. Which only meant that he uh, played three less snaps than he would have played anyway after being benched at halftime of that game. That's right. Well, so anyway, Baker Mayfield goes in. They also have uh, Stanton, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so if if they decide to move on from Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, they've got an adequate backup, yeah. What are the cap ramifications there? Uh, or if they trade him, so it's going to be about thirteen million saved because he's on a fifteen million dollar salary that 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 will get chopped up, you know, per week from here out. I, I do think he's a major trade candidate if he's healthy. If he's right. healthy, I think San Fran's probably going to be asking about that. Maybe a few other teams as well, um, who either have some injury issues like Tennessee or maybe don't like with their current situation like Jacksonville. I've heard Jacksonville is sniffing. Because uh, Bortles is quickly falling out of favor again. He they were heavy great a couple weeks ago. I thought he was great. Yeah. They were heavy, from what I was told by a, a reliable source. They were heavy on Cousins. That's right. It was Jacksonville or Minnesota. Yeah, is what I was told. It came for Kirk Cousins. Told it came down between those two, hmm. which surprising Jacksonville, right? Well, they're they're sniffing now, so they're not happy still with Blake Bortles at least uh, for the remainder of 2018, because that's a team that I think that. It's probably one of the favorites. Wow, don't you he's think? like Jekyll Hyde, right? He looks great. Isn't it crazy? He played great two Isn't weeks cra- ago. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the other one of the other pieces of news that comes out uh, this past week was the reports that the Steelers are willing to listen to trade offers for Le'Veon Bell. Um, the question to you, Mike, is anybody actually calling to ask? There was reports that the Jets mm-hmm. may have inquired. What's the trade market for Le'Veon, and how is that going to work? It's really interesting because I, I just don't see a trade changing the mentality, right? I, d- I don't see Le'Veon Bell walking into a new locker room and putting on a new jersey and all of a sudden he wants to, you know, go out there and raise some hell when he still's not, he's not paid and he's not going to be paid. This is, this is just, let's just make this clear. A trade to a new team does not change his financial outlook for 2018. He still has the franchise tag that gets chopped up another 855000 every week, right? That's what he forfeits per week by missing. Um, I still don't think he's going to give any kind of indication that he's coming back until the middle, middle of November, which is the November 13th is the deadline to sign the franchise tag before it voids. Um, the, the, I, from a trade standpoint, sure, I see teams considering it. I, I just think you're getting half a, half a running back for the rest of 2018, no matter where this is. No matter you're how getting good the arrested team is. running back. You're getting... Yeah, but he wants to stay that way until he's got thirty million guaranteed. Well, what about <laughs> what about the point that you made that any team that trades for him would sort of hint, hint, sure. wink, wink, ha- be ready to sign him long term? So if the that's Jets, going to happen. who are going to yeah. need a running back, who have a lot of cap room yeah. next year, who might have been in the Le'Veon Bell market anyway, why wouldn't? Particularly if they stay in the race, why wouldn't they try to make that trade now? Because he can still get hurt. <laughs> he can still get hurt for six weeks or seven weeks. Yeah, and, and what are you and giving up? No for guarantees, him. right? Yeah, there's until that's that contract is signed. I don't care if it's agreed to, or if they're talked about, if they if they, all the numbers match, it's not signed. So you know he's not going to go out there and and get 300 touches over the over the second half of this season for anybody, because he he knows what he's worth, and he's waited long enough, and he really has. I I, I give him credit for this. 
Um, it stinks for Pittsburgh. It stinks for the football for football because you know this is one of the most dynamic players in the game. Uh, and shame on Pittsburgh, really shame on them because they need this. <laughs> they yeah. need this. They've got veterans at the tails of their career, especially their quarterback. They've got Mike Tomlin probably on the ropes right now because of this. Um, and shame on them because this is a this is one of those players you just suck it up and you pay like the Rams have done with Gurley. You know, it's just that, that's too bad that the, organizationally they, they didn't have the structure to put this in place. What, again, per week he is missing out on how much? $855,529. Wow. Yep. That's a... Uh... <laughs> so a new team right now, it would cost $12 million for Le'Veon Bell if they were able to sign him to that tag. $12 million for the rest of the year. It's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot well, of money. It is a lot of money. Yeah. I, I think the issue to Paul's question and point... I think the issue is what would you have to give up yeah. to right. acquire him in Knowing a trade? Knowing that's the money. Two. Knowing that's the yeah. money, but I would think for... A middle-round pick. A third? Probably a third. I'd give up a third, a third for Le'Veon right. Bell if I felt like I was going to be able to sign him. I bet it's a fifth. Absolutely. A fifth? I bet it's less. Oh, my God. I bet it's Sign less. me up right now for, for a fifth? For $12 million? Yeah. For Le'Veon Bell, if I think if he's in my long-term plans... Man. That's nothing. That's nothing. Anything beyond a third-round well, draft pick in the NFL, I'd give up in a second. I'm thinking it's not even long-term plans. If you think you can do something this year yeah. and you can add him an offensive weapon like him, you can add it for $12 million bucks. Right, but Mike's no point problem. is he may not sign with you unless you he is in your long-term plan. So that's well, part of the danger actually, of that. Actually, my point, is, well, no, be, my, my be, point is I don't think any of that matters. Right. No. My, my point is I don't know how well he's going to play in 2018. I really don't. Yeah. I think he's going to be timid. I think he's going to be reserved, limited, I, I, all those things. He's mean not, he'll hit the hole slower than he already does. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he, which is what makes him great. He's going to go down before he, you know, all of that. I, I, I just, I think it's, and it's, look, at, I'm not saying this is negative. I think this is smart. It's smart business on his point, right? He's being, t- he's being told this and he now believes it that he has got to, he's got to lay out this year. He's got to lay out because next year's the payday. And that's, that's what Pittsburgh has done. All right, what about the other hole, Earl Thomas? This is an awesome I don't even story, know what to say with this. This I, is awesome. I don't even know what to say with Earl he Thomas He had like anymore. the sniffles He's, last way, week, and he didn't show up for practice, and he basically said, unless I'm 100%, yeah. I'm not coming. This is like Brett Favre in every, every uh, preseason, right? Yeah, I'm not going to show up this yeah, time, guys. This is, this right? is awesome. I, this, is, I, I've, this is unprecedented. I mean, I know Brett Favre What's, did that, but it's unprecedented in that there's such animosity there, and, he, and Earl Thomas doesn't appear to be hiding from the animosity. He literally said, say, if I'm it. not 100%, I am not coming to practice. And he's speaking until after I, every game. Right, until he, I get a contract. And he, he's basically like dictating his own trades on Twitter. And he's he's got an interception per game. So <laughs> wh- what do you say? What do you say with this guy? Right? He, he's the second highest paid free safety in football. I can't believe Dallas hasn't made this trade already. I think they're bad. I think they, I think, they think they're really bad and that this would just be a waste of time. Yeah, okay. I, th- I think that's why it hasn't happened yet because I think, I, I think they might have a quarterback problem. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you probably fix that first, right? Uh, there's teams calling for sure. I mean, look at it. if the if the secondary of the Rams is really beat up, they're going to be calling for sure. Kansas City's already called. I'll guarantee you that. I'll guarantee. Yeah, they Kansas, need some Kansas help City. defensively. Yeah, I think that would be a huge win for them, uh, and maybe even pushes them into the top of the AFC long term if they've got a guy like that in their secondary. So to me, that's the team. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh is definitely one of those teams because they're hanging on. Right, I mean they, they've they've shown some signs. They saved here. their season with the win. They did. I mean that that I think that division is going to be back and forth. Everybody's sort of on, on the same plane right now in that division. And you put a guy like like Thomas in the back of that. No, look, they don't have much to give up. Nor do they. 
structurally have have sound contracts in place, which Earl Thomas is going to need. He's an expiring contract, so that that's the crux of this. He's going to want to get paid, you know, within a couple of months here. I think he gets traded eventually because look at Seattle had a big wing too, but he was a big part of that. <laughs> so you you sort of have to figure out who you are if you're Seattle and if you're actually going to contend. Obviously, Arizona is out of the out of the picture out there, but those other teams out west, they're good. By the way, the Raiders continue to look foolish. Terrible. Yes. Right? Not Terrible. only in, in how they're playing on the field, but the Khalil Mack trade. Just yeah. what a boner of all boners to trade that guy. Well, and now right? you're hearing that uh, John Gruden has like his own front office staff. He, he's thrown his own front office under the bus, and he, every week he's thrown Derek Carr under the bus. Every yeah. week he's come out and said something negative about Derek Carr. I, I don't like Derek Carr either, but if, he, <laughs> but if I'm his coach... I'm going to be a little bit more positive with the guy I have to pay for the rest of the year because the backup's EJ Manuel, right? And that's enough said there. So I, I, I thought he, I thought no, no. EJ McCarron's no, the backup. McCarron's McCarron's third right now. Oh yeah, they cut EJ Manuel. They cut EJ Manuel. Yeah. And does it Con- matter? And it Connor matter. Cook. So I think AJ McCarron's their only other quarterback. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> oh my god! It's one of those wow. mistakes you don't even have to make. I mean, just it see. Was and I, I'm a I'm a Gruden fan. I like. Gruden. I, was I think he's a ago, very though. smart guy, but I just think what the way he's doing it now is is completely wrong. And, and whether it's the way he did it ten years ago or whether he just thinks that there's another way to do it his way, it, it's wrong. And again, the reports are that he has like his own guys right. who do their own scouting and have their own free agent lists, and he yields to them and the current staff under Reggie McKenzie and the Raiders, like they don't they're they're shut out of the decisions that are being made. And you're like, what is going on? How are you doing that? I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's completely disheveled out there, and it all starts with the Khalil Mack situation, in my opinion. I think there was huge turmoil in that front office about what to do with him. Um, obviously, you know, there were certain people who wanted to keep him, obviously. I mean, that's right, been said. Right. Well, and then for him to come out and say, you know, it's hard to find good pass rushers. I know. I'm like, come on, John, after. really? You're after. really going to say that and don't think you're going to get destroyed for that? He doesn't think he's going to get destroyed. All right, anything else on football, Mike, before we move to some baseball? Let's switch gears. All right, let's let's switch over to baseball because we are – Coming down to that time here, champagne's been popped in locker rooms with teams making the yeah. postseason, and we're looking at awards, and we just had Max Scherzer reach 300 strikeouts yeah. again. I mean, Crazy. Just awesome stuff. Let's let's start with the, the teams themselves. The playoff scheme is sort of in place. The, the, the NL's still got a couple of uh, t- teams to figure it out with, which is actually going to be really fun to watch for those of you who are baseball fans. But the, the 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 number one team is locked in that's for sure and it's Boston and it's the not only the best team in baseball it's the highest payroll in baseball and that's the second straight year and that hasn't happened in five six years so uh, back to back highest paid highest payroll best record which is uh, something to, to keep an eye on going forward here because that's sort of rare right we've had yeah I mean they, look at those teams haven't won the World Series. So that there's something to be said about that. There, there are 106 wins. You got the Astros at 100, yeah. and you have one other team. The Yankees have a chance to reach 100 yeah. with three more victories. Yeah, it's getting there. It's uh, it's been a pretty productive season for these big teams. I mean, the the markets that are heading to the postseason have have got to make baseball happy. I mean, well, Atlanta, New, New York, Atlanta returns, Chicago, right? yeah. Atlanta, Boston, L.A. I mean, big big markets, and then you've got your Clevelands and your Houston's and your maybe your Colorados or your Milwaukee's, and then let's talk about Oakland. Because Oakland's in. Oakland has clinched. Yes. With the 28th payroll, with the Billy Bean structure, with everything you want to talk about. Oakland clinched with a DH in Chris Davis, who bombed another 40 home run season, and the one of the best relief pitching seasons in the history of baseball from Blake Trinan, a former Washington National castaway. 
it, it's it's silly. It's silly. I mean, I, 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 if you stop people on the street, they can't name two pitchers on that team. No. And they probably can't name two batters in that team. So It's not Dave Stewart. He's not one of them. <laughs> no. no? no it's, right. We're a long way removed from <laughs> But it's the same kind of structure, right? They, they're still playing this money ball structure, and they're doing it, you know, they're doing it fairly well. It just comes in waves, right? They, certain years they have to give up, and then certain years they can rebuild a little bit. This was sort of their middle year. I don't think people were ready for the A's yet. This, I think next year was going to be their best year where they could add a few free agents to a couple of expiring guys and go from there. But they're here. I mean, they're, they've sort of arrived similar to the Braves. I think a year earlier than people expected, they have got, they've got tons more youth that didn't even come up yet. Um, they, they expanded to their 40 roster, and they've got some guys here who are just, man, they look great. As a Mets fan, I'm dying inside because this, this Braves team looks like they're great for maybe four or five years to come. And meanwhile, every um, postseason carrier, TBS, ESPN, yeah. or at Fox, they are rooting for the Dodgers and Cubs to win their divisions. Of course. Uh, right? Because they don't want the Brewers and Rockies in. No, you can't have that. <laughs> one of those teams is going to get in. but yeah, one, one, will be a, one will be a wild card. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So that'll be a one-and-done game there. But yeah, the, the, like I said, the big markets are in. Most of the – I mean, we got top 10 payrolls for five teams, top 15 for seven teams, and then, you know – the athletics at 28. So it's a, it's a big gap there, but, but no shock to you that the athletics, um, they've spent nothing. wisely. <laughs> they spent wisely, wisely, right? Really nothing. I mean, they made some, some big trade acquisitions. They, they used that advice this year to get better and it pushed them to the edge. It, it got them in. Uh, like I said, they weren't really built to win to start in April and May and they, uh, they did some damage. So kudos to the, uh, the front office there because they, uh, they recognized something they had early enough to get it done before they, did their usual sellout payroll wise? What the hell happened to the Royals? Man, they they let too many people go. They, they really they weren't did. willing to pay the money. Yeah, and and it, I read an article a couple of days ago. They're gonna they're gonna dump more payroll. Oof. They're gonna rip this thing right down and start over. Whether that means you, international, you got your spurt. You got your yeah. your comet across the sky with the with the Royals, and yeah. after a lot of years of suffering, and unfortunately, when you're a team at that level. Uh, it, it's hard to sustain it. So if you're a Kansas City Royals fan, and and I still am because I was as a kid, you, you had to enjoy that that spirit. That what that, what <laughs> Jersey boy? Rooting How for the, the hell are you a uh, Royals fan as a kid? I got sick of all my friends being Yankee fans. I needed that's somebody fun. to root for. What, so you didn't root for the Mets? I was going to say. That's, well, that's Ameri- the that was my American of a Mets League fan. team. That was my American League team. Oh my god! All right, all right. I'll so, give it, I'll give so and George Brett's always been my favorite major like league player. You have a. a and George Brett thing in a second. You have an Amos <laughs> Otis jersey? Is that No, but deep? I owned a George Brett jersey. You all Washington, maybe? No. no? All right. Freddie Potek? Freddie Potek, sure. I was going to work my way down. Daryl Porter, both the, you know, Porter. the Missouri catcher because uh, he played for both Al the McCray. So, George Brett, have you ever seen his uh, the YouTube video of him discussing... Um, his hemorrhoids? Well, it's something similar. <laughs> Anger management? No, he's, he's talking about a... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> his uh, elimination experience to some guys in spring training while they're stretching. It's hysterical. Really? No, but yes. really. now it's, I'm going to have to check. Yeah, no, you need to see it. It's famous, you know, uh, George Brett, and he's, <laughs> I, you know, he's just talking about a bathroom experience he had, and it's downright hysterical. Okay. All, all right. right. Well, one uh, of the greatest hitters of all time. <laughs> I got one more question <laughs> for you. Back to the A's real so you quick. you get everything here on the Spot Track yeah. podcast. Are Elimination they... experience. That's Your very nice. tried to clean that up. It's very nice. The we'll keep e- the E off this. <laughs> the A's will always be famous for the money ball and the yeah. way that it's changed baseball. Are they still the money ball team? Are they still doing it the same way? Is this team built sort of under the Billy Bean theory that made money ball famous, or have they shifted their direction in, in as the game has changed? No, they're they're paying nobody. 
they're trading trading starting pitchers before those guys need to be paid. They're they're bringing in the middle sort of you know three four depth guys to to fill roles in in the positional uh, positions. They're they're as money ball as they've ever been. And like I said, they weren't even ready to win. I don't think until you know the middle of June. They just had some guys go out there and hit the ball, and a couple of pitchers really, really, really hold things down. And they, they didn't they didn't get injured like like a lot of teams do. Uh, they sort of stayed healthy, stayed on it, stayed active, stayed in the race, and decided to to be buyers at the trade deadline. But yeah, they're still very much a money ball team. Just so, a little different kind of money ball, though. Maybe I mean the game's changed, obviously. So you've got to feel positionally different, right? I mean, starting pitching isn't what it used to be, and they recognize that, and that's what I mean. They they made that free agent re- relief pitching signing of Blake Trinan, and it it was everything. It literally changed the the landscape of that team, and you're going to see a lot more teams go to that. We've seen it. We've seen it in Cleveland. We've seen it with the Yankees, obviously, and with Houston. Just sort of load up on the back end of that relief. But if you don't have guys who can do it on a nightly basis, you're going nowhere. I, you know, uh, they have the player value rankings. I say they. It's Spotrac.com. Mike's mm-hmm. got the player value rankings. The American League MVP is probably. Well, I think it's a good going to be a good race between Betts. I think it's him and Trout, right? Yeah, I mean, Betts is your number one value, and then Trout's third. But what's interesting to me is <laughs> the guys four and five, okay, right in their value in the player rankings. Lindor and Bregman, and we're talking six hundred twenty three thousand for Lindor of Cleveland, and yeah, just just a shade under six hundred for Bregman. Most of the oh. the guys you watch every night, you know, and see on see on Sports Center every day are team controlled. They're near wow. minimum salaries. And Trout's, <laughs> Trout's th- the third best value at, at a $24 million average salary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's his value. But it's just amazing to me in the, you know, the players that, I mean, Aaron Judge makes 600000 mm-hmm. Not that I'm feeling for Aaron Judge, but, you know, living in New York at six hundred k, he, you know, he's got to have some teammates buy him dinner a few a few times, Paul. I mean, that's, that's how it's got to work. There's a, there's a few oh, that yeah. can afford it. Don't worry. But when you, you know, but when you have guys making, you know, $20 million bucks. Average pitchers making twenty million bucks, and you know, these guys are making six hundred thousand. The, the first, whack. the first six years of baseball are just brutal. They really are. I mean, there's the team has so much control over the finances. It's it's brutal, and you know, like we're seeing with the other sports that have hard caps. Baseball baseball doesn't have a hard cap. Remember that. Um, they just have this sort of rookie this rookie six year window, and teams are taking advantage of it. A lot of these players that are up for the major awards right now are either team controlled or arbitration or, or, you know, not on their major contract outside of Mike Trout here. And boy, it's, it's crazy because the, the, the long and short of this is the best players in baseball are also very, very inexpensively paid. All right. For the money team payroll, who wins the world series? Who's your, who's your pick right now? Go ahead, Paul. Who wins the world series? World series. Boy, you know, I like, I still like Houston. I know you said they're banged up. Mm-hmm. They're, they they seem to be taking a little bit of a step back. I still think they they know how to win. They've got the experience. They've got a guy like Verlander wow. who can just who can just go out and mow you down every three days, four days. Uh, but I think the Red Sox are playing great right now with a really deep lineup. And if it's not going to be Houston, I'll give it to the Boston Red Sox. So you're picking Houston. Houston, okay, because you said everybody up there. With Houston, and then you, yeah. like, it was like being, you know, your buddies, the Yankees fans, so you went with the Royals after George Brett hit the pine tar homer <laughs> to root for the Royals. So, and- <laughs> this is me glaring at Kevin. Okay, I'm going to take the Red Sox. Really? Yeah, I'm going with the Red Sox. All the way through, huh? All the, the way through. Boston? Wall, I'm going. I'm, I'm staying in the American League, too, but I'm going Cleveland. Really? I think they're the deepest team in that in that, in that that conference. I really, I think they're they even deeper the than Boston. They play the weakest division. But that's to their benefit. 
right? That's their benefit. They've, they've taken two months off here. They've had guys on the DL just because they needed it. You know, they were a little dinged up and they wanted to give them a break. Yeah. They've been slow playing this thing. They were so far ahead coming out of July that they've really, I mean, Tito's been slow, slow playing it. That's a, that's a five-man starting rotation. That's a deep bullpen when they're healthy, and they are right now. And they've got four ridiculous, ridiculously cheap, <laughs> ridiculously talented batters, at least four. Look at that lineup sometime. It's pretty crazy. Well, they do have. The- and they added Josh Donaldson, by the way. Don't forget that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> They do have the advantage. The interesting thing about the major league, the American League playoffs, mm-hmm. is the Red Sox could get the Yankees, yeah, right in the wild card uh, game. So that doesn't seem right in the division, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, to play their division opponent. But mm-hmm. you know, a team that may reach a hundred wins when there's a team that is going to be ninety, yeah, Yankees Athletics is going to be one hell of a wild card though. Yes, because they both got sort of different pieces. You know sure. what I mean? There's no, there's no real ace on either of those teams right now. It's going to be a bullpen run wildcard game, and that's fun. It's going to be a lot of pieces. All right. So must see there. One, I, w- I want to make one comment. We're here. all going American League, though. We're not going yeah, National League. Yeah, that's interesting. It's been, it's been tough in the National League. It's been a grind, I think, for a lot of teams. Uh, but, I mean, the Dodgers are clearly the most talented when they put it together. But I think, I think the Cubs are probably the favorite, if I had to guess. My guess would be the Cubs. Okay. That'd be my guess. Last thing. I want to, talk, I want to go Homer. I want to talk Mets here real quick. Because Jacob deGrom is going to win the Cy Young, I think. I'm leaning that way, at least. And I don't know how much you've been, you've been following oh, oh, this. Still has a losing record? It's not even close. Yeah? <laughs> it's nine wins. Nine wins. He has a 170 RA. He's got ridiculous amount of strikeouts. His, his whip is ridiculous. Everything's perfect, right, except for the wins. And he's on a terrible team. Uh, he's got two more years of arbitration left, which makes him very valuable. Uh-huh. He's making $10.5 million right now. Valuable sorry, to the Mets sorry. or valuable to someone else? He's making $7 million this year, guys. $7 million. 40th among starting pitchers. And he's going to win the Cy Young. And he's got two years of control left through arbitration. I, I love this guy, and I love watching him every four days as a, as a Mets fan. But you've got to trade this guy, right? You have to do it. While, while his contract is beneficial That's to what I mean. who's going to trade for I mean, for everything yeah. is in your favor. You're, he's, you're coming off his best season ever. Why do you think he's going to win the Cy Young over Max Scherzer? I just think with what he's had to go through, his stats hold up even more. I just think they do. I think, I, and not to mention, I think the fact that he, he hasn't won 10 games has become such a story that that's what people are going to have in their mind when they go to sit down. Yes, I know Scherzer's got 21 wins and 300 strikeouts, and, and his stats are ridiculous. Not to mention he's being paid $30 million a year, right. and he's still doing all that. You know what I mean? Like It's a great story. He's, DeGrom he's, is the ERA leader with only nine wins. That, it's phenomenal. That's hard to do. I'm, that I'm, is like having the highest save percentage in mm-hmm. hockey, but having the lowest number of wins. How bad? How bad's the run support been for him? What's the stat? It's on, unbelievable. Is it like two runs a game? It's a little higher than that, but it's been pretty bad. It's been better of late. I mean, these these Mets kids that have come up have actually kind of played some good ball, but it's been a tough, tough year. It's been a brutal year. It's just tough to watch. But he's been an absolute spotlight. Look at the the record he has. I think it's twenty eight straight starts where he's given up three runs or less. That's a major league record. He he's I think he's got some some like something like eighteen straight quality starts, which is six six innings or more of, of three runs, three or, runs less, or less. Right? It's nuts. It's nuts. So I just think from a quality consistency standpoint, he's gonna win the award. And when he does, I think you gotta put him right in the trade block. And I think he's going across town. <laughs> you know, the the amazing <laughs> the amazing thing is his ERA is half of what it was last year. Yeah. He's had a hell of a that's year. That's hard. That, that's that, that is a uh, incredible improvement. Mm-hmm. And a year where 
he's struggling to reach double digits in weeks. You know, you know what's kind of cool for me, for me too, from a, from a Mets standpoint? Aaron Nola and Max Scherzer are both his competition for the Cy Young right now, right? B- both divisional. These is all NL East guys right here, right? These three. The Mets have played them in the last three weeks, and the Mets beat them both up. Beat up Scherzer, beat up Nola. Went, went, took them deep three, four times. So it's possible that the Mets batters actually won Jacob DeGrom a Rallied around in the last DeGrom, month. Yeah. yeah. It's actually possible that Good that's stuff. the reason. So. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll uh, see. Keep an eye on that. I think it's going to be a big, big trade this winter. Ah, uh, great. So the Mets are going to suck again is what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, God, the, the, the pullback you get from for a guy like that, right? How do we even value that well, trade? At what point, if you think the Mets are on their way to being better, do you keep them? Uh, I, think, I think with what you can get back. It's too, it's too more than it's, – it's you can't pass up the opportunity to trade them? No. I think you've got a team like the Yankees who have young guys on the field right now that could give up and young guys in the prospects they could give up. Plus cash. I, I mean, yeah, plus the fact that you don't have to pay this guy $35 million a year, which somebody's going to have to, right? And generally the Mets don't do that. So if you're not going to do it, right, how, how long is he – I mean, when is he going to start holding out, right? Are, are we, are we going to get to that point? When are the Mets going to start operating like a big market franchise yeah. that they are? It's not going to happen. And Bernie Madoff pays him back. Yeah, okay, that's true. All right, speaking of money. All right, hey, that's a lot of great stuff there in the NFL. Baseball, as you know, we get down – uh, to the playoffs here. It's going to be, I love Major League Baseball playoffs. Just It's just great stuff. Wild card game, the one game playing, that's exciting. I, you know, all, all apologies to Oakland fans. I hope we see Yankees, Red Sox in one <laughs> game, even though I picked the Red Sox. All right. Make sure you uh, sign up. Premium service at spottrack.com. It is worth it. Ad free experience. Get the app too. You, well, you get the app, you get special access to special content and the premium service. It'll be the best money uh, that you spend today. Also, make sure you rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get this pod uh, on your device. Give us a, a great rating. We appreciate that. And check out our stuff at buffalosportspage.com, too. For Mike Gennetti and Paul Pack, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast. <laughs>